Windshield time. What is the day? Today, th- today's Thursday. That's what it is. Oh, been a good week so far, man. Shit's good, man. I went and got my library card this week. Pretty happy about that. I haven't had a library card in probably 35 years, 30 years, 40. So it's probably eight, something like that, 30 plus years. Uh, I think I got one in Ozark, Arkansas. Checked out a book, kept it way too long. That always discourage you from going back. But got one in the town I live. I find myself from time to time, like, we used to go to the video store a good bit. Yeah, we still got a video store down the road from our house, Family Video. And I tell people I go to the Family Video, and they would go like, no way. And I would find myself going, yeah, it's great. You can go in there and check out movies and look at them and talk to people about them. And then I just find myself reminding myself that I'm explaining to somebody how a video store works, where I'm pretty confident this day and age most people know. But then again, maybe it'll come full circle to where the, the younger generation don't know. I did the same thing when I was riding the train. I tell people, I'm just like, hey, you know, I, uh, yeah, you ride the train? Like, yeah, I mean, it's great. You can get on and just sit there and listen to your iPods and type on your phone while you're going where you're going. And then I'd remind myself that, yeah, I'm just explaining the way a train works. I think most people understand how a train works and how commuting on a train would work also. But um, I found myself doing that with my library card. It's great, man. They got, like, books and they got like audio books and like new books and uh, books. But what I didn't know they have, they have like whole DVD collections of like CSI. Never watched any CSI and I don't care. They have DVD collection of like CSI and like different shows and stuff that you can rent the, the collections of each of those. Of course, computers you can use. Gave me the whole list of rules you can't violate while using computers. Pretty much, it, they should just say don't look at porn. That's that's about that's about the only rule. Don't do any financial scams or porn. Yeah, send or exchange nude photos or anything illegal. That should be the only rules. That's just don't be a dickhead. You know that's about it. Because let's be honest, what's the percentage of women that are violating those rules? Probably none. It's probably mostly men. I'm stereotyping here, of course. Just got through leaving the uh, metal recycling facility. Add metal recycling facility to the list of places I think people should go and experience from time to time to keep their life right. Hang out at the recycling, especially like downtown Nashville. There's a Steiner Lift place over by the Titan Stadium. Just go there on any given Monday. Monday, let's just get crazy, say 9 a.m. Go hang out where everybody that's been digging through the garbage returns their cans and the copper they salvage from homes and anything that can be sold for cash. But I went to a small one out in Lebanon and dropped off an old window air conditioner. Got $3.45. Pretty excited about that. But uh, I got to talk with a lady at the counter because she had this sword behind the counter. And I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. She goes, yeah, some kid pawned it. It was his grandfather. She pawned, he pawned it for $0.65. Cents. Not pawned it. He sold it for scrap for $0.65. Cents. I just checked on eBay. It's worth about $700. Bucks. And I, which started the conversation. I'm like, well, how many, how often do you get stuff that you find out later is very valuable. And she's like, all the time. I'm like, all the time? She goes, yeah. She goes, we take whole cars and tear them apart. And what we have set up for our guys that tear them apart to, for, to recycle all the materials, whatever they find in them, they get to keep. And I was, I, 
there's every once in a while you hear of a job perk that you get a little bit jealous of because your job doesn't offer that. I honestly got maybe it's the Arkansas dumpster diver in me, but I got a little bit jealous that I'll never be. I guess I could take a job there, but there's a part of discovery of every human being that you, you think it would be cool to find some shit that you're not supposed to find, like digging through cars. I mean, as you're tearing them apart, finding just like change. She goes, "Ah, we find change, old coins." She goes, "I got a real nice pair of boots out of a BMW we had here. I find them online for three hundred bucks." Like that's cool. She said we had a um, a guy that was um, that was digging through a car and tearing it apart and found a uh, found a diamond ring that he took to a pawn shop that they gave him four grand for. It. Which got me to thinking, like, if you're anywhere familiar, you watch Pawn Stars or know how pawn shops work. If the pawn shop gave him four grand, it's worth about forty grand. Pawn shops run off a pretty fat margin. You know, we gotta I gotta clean it up and then list it in the shop and there's no guarantee someone's gonna buy it i'm just like damn that's pretty hardcore but the sword she had was pretty cool and she had a she showed me this uh it looked kind of like a pot holder or something so just think of like i'm using a theater of the mind here just think of like four matchsticks all standing in like quadrants of like four away from each other, upright. And then you were to connect the two ones at opposite ends with another piece of wood that flexed in the middle. So it kind of like had like an X shape to it and like scissor in the center center of it where it opened and closed. So you could like set things on the top of it, could hold things up. So I'll now imagine that contraption made out of very ornate copper that was about six inches tall of the matchsticks positions and about three or four inches in diameter but all of it was like hand created copper and inlaid copper too she's like yeah i just got this other day and you can tell by its tarnish it's real copper but copper prices are high right now so she's like yeah we gave them copper prices but the more i started digging into it the more I realized you know it's worth it's gotta be worth more than just what the copper is i'm like that was pretty cool but i went there the first time a month or two ago we took some cans in and you know, like two large canned bags of smashed cans is uh, it's about 25 bucks these days with aluminum prices. The uh, Growing up, my grandfather, my grandpa Ed McCormick, working road construction, he always um, picked up cans along the road and he threw them in the back of his work truck. So when he got home, he would, he would have us throw all the cans out into the driveway and his driveway was asphalt. So it was like an early detection system when you knew somebody pulled up the driveway, you could hear them driving across all the cans. But it also was good so when people drove all, all over them, it would smash them all the way down so you could get more into a bag and recycling at that point in time. So that's what ours were from, from the wife's bar. But uh, coming into the holidays, heading back up to Evansville, Indiana this weekend, pretty stoked about that. My wife, it being her hometown, she doesn't really get excited about going there other than see family. I get really excited about it because it's really cool old shit there. Uh, my hometown doesn't have a lot of really cool old shit, and Nashville doesn't really have any really cool old shit uh, at all. If we do, it's like we have a really cool old prison that's abandoned, and that's about it. The Ryman, maybe. I'm trying to think of it, the, the Station Inn. I'm trying to think of five things that would hold up to be really cool old shit in Nashville. I say old, I mean like at least 65, 75, 100 years old. So heading up there and uh, 
we were talking about, uh, I'd say we, I proposed us taking a week off because we're going down to Jackson, Mississippi for St. Patrick's Day in March. And I proposed, since I were going there and it's eight hours, six hours, normally eight hours with three children, that we just take off the whole next week and we go down to past uh, Bay St. Louis. My buddy Matt's got a house down there. He said we could stay in because he works in New Orleans. So we could stay a few days in Bay St. Louis, hang out on, on the coast, roam around there, and then head over to Pensacola, which is a couple hours away. My friend Sherry Bowe's got a place over there that her and her uh, partner John live in. They used to live in this really sweet house in the bar that backed up to the water that was just in a little inlet that was awesome. They used to keep like crab traps and stuff off their back dock. It was it was awesome. It was really cool. Uh, uh, and that was really cool. And um, so going over to Pensacola and spending a few days with them and then going up to Atlanta, spending a day or two with my sister and then over just breaking up the whole trip into small bite-sized pieces and then going over to Savannah. My wife's never been to Savannah. Uh, there, Tybee Island, and then going up. I still got an outstanding ticket for littering Tybee Island because we were out there drinking a few years ago and had beer cans all around our little area and the guy said it was littering because it wasn't contained which I responded with. So if I move this beer from this hand to the, the other hand, the one second it's not contained, could I get a ticket for that? And he encouraged me to not be a smart ass. But going to Savannah for a couple days and then go up to Charleston for a couple days and then go out to Wilmington for a couple days. That's where um, I have a cousin, Andrea. I haven't probably seen in 30 years. Yeah, definitely 30 years. She got married and moved out of my small town way before it was cool. And ended up, uh, her ex-husband, I believe, was in the military in the coast of North Carolina. The Marines, I believe, she ended up there, had a few kids. I haven't seen her in years. We're Facebook friends, though, so it's like we live we live each other's lives. Uh, spend a couple days with her, then go over to Asheville or Greenville, South Carolina. I have cousins and friends that live there. And then back to Nashville. So I'll propose this trip, and my wife just... She wants to entertain my, my lofty ideas of trekking out and not letting the kids, you know, hinder too much of our lives going and do things. And uh, I, I get that. Maybe I'm a little too optimistic about getting out, but she just looked at the whole trip as just sheer dread and hell because our kids are now on three different eating and sleeping schedules. So I get it. I just, the old saying, you weren't born just to pay bills and die. Just don't want to get in the routine of up every day, driving in town, work, pay bills, pick up the kids, feed them, watch Curious George for an hour and a half, go to bed. So I'm not sure if she was just opposed to the trip in general or just that trip. You know, because she mentioned like my grandmother lives in Sunnyvale, California, in Silicon Valley. She's like, if we like did something in California, I may be a little bit more happy to do it. I'm like, well, anywhere we fly into California, it's going to be two hour commute to get to Sunnyvale. So whether we do San Jose, uh, Oakland, or San Francisco, uh, it's still going to be like two hour commute. I'm like, plus you're going to want to get out and see San Francisco, which we're going to need to figure that out with three kids also. I mean, having three kids is not, I mean, everybody, the way everybody looks at you and talks to you when you say you have three children under the age of four. They're kind of like, oh, God, unless your life's fun. You get any sleep? 
one, we get plenty of sleep. We sleep like eight, eight to nine hours a night, all of us. Archie's up a little bit here and there, but for the most part, all of us sleep quite a bit. I mean, I get up with Archie, we go to bed at no later than nine. I'm up with him at five, 5.30. And the rest of the family still sleeps for another hour, hour and a half. So everybody's getting, you know, eight and a half, nine, ten hours of sleep. So we're good there, man. Everybody's sleeping. You just got to be hardcore about going to bed at a certain time, man. Because you let your, like my daughter, if I let her stay up like one night to 10.30, even on weekends, it just carries over to the uh, to the next day. And when she sleeps in, then doesn't want to go to bed, then she, it's just a fight. We've also, I probably mentioned this before, man. We had to stop letting her watch uh, iPhone, iPad, any of that because it was just like her detoxing from heroin. I've never experienced anyone detoxing from heroin, but it wasn't pleasant. It wasn't pleasant at all trying to get her to go to sleep or stop watching a phone or iPad. So I'm not sure what kind of voodoo magic is in there. I just don't want to deal with it anymore. So no more phone and iPad. She watches the TV with the rest of us. That's what we do. But, um, yeah, man, the road trip. I've enjoyed so many good road trips. I've done mo- a good, so many of them by myself, which is completely different when you got, like I said, a wife and did three kids that don't want to sit in a car for eight hours. And I get that, man. I know I'm asking a lot, but, you know, how do you know what your limits are to push them? But, um, so, Evansville this weekend with the family. This is the same weekend last year that we surprised my wife's family in the middle of their holiday get-together by going, oh, by the way, we're all going to stand up and get married. We're or Not all of us, huh? That, hey, by the way, uh, Leah just showed up in her wedding dress. We're going to stand up at the wedding, uh, stand up in front of everybody at her sister's house for the Christmas tree and get married. So that's what we did last year. And uh, one of her, she's got two co- three cousins that will be there. One of them, her and her husband just bought a new house on the west side of Evansville. It's the east side, west side bra. And uh, her other cousin's going to be there that's not married to his girlfriend, but getting pretty serious. And uh, I'm tempted just to stand up in front of everybody and mention that we have a really big announcement we need to tell everybody and just let it sit for about five to ten seconds while they're thinking we're going to say that we're pregnant with kid number four already, you know, three months, two months, two and a half months. (laughs) After we had kid number three, which would be amusing in itself, not so much for me or my wife, but it would it, the, the just mention just 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 the hanging in the balance of ten seconds of uh, we have a big announcement, and then my big announcement is that we don't have any announcements. I think that's a big deal for us. So going up there for the weekend again, I'm at the same spot I was the last time I was on the, the, when the podcast cut off the previous one. In Nashville, at the corner of Fourth, and I don't know what the hell this other street is, where I'm in between two massive storage facilities. And as much as we go to estate sales and see all the shit that people have, why do people still need more shit? I mean, seriously, is there any other country that built has as much space for just storage of just shit as we do in America? Now, this ain't no anti-materialistic rant or anything. It's just like, dude, this building is seven stories. It takes up half of a city block. I mean, how many people could live there if it was just living? Let alone all the shit that's in there that can't fit in the places that people are living. It doesn't make any sense, man. 
We have like no leg to stand on about immigration, about running out of room and resources, when we are just building city blocks full of space to just store our garbage shit. Let's be honest, man. Most of immigrants that would be coming into the country right now from like developing nations and shit, they would be a lot more productive than any of the bullshit that's getting put in these mini storages or the real estate or the revenue that it's generating. I mean, because they'd be generating revenue from income, and they would be generating income when they or revenue whenever they spend it, and depending on they spend it on booze or cigarettes or whatever, there's even more in, revenue generated from that. If they buy a car, then the tags on that and the taxes, like where does the tax? I mean, at least it's a position to add to the add to the system instead of just sucking from the electrical grid and and taking up property that's a half a mile from downtown. That's my rant. More immigrants, less mini storage. So, well, that's about all I got for today. Just very super stoked about my $3.45 I got from my air conditioner recycled. What else? Oh, having lunch today. Let's see, yesterday was lunch with at Butchertown Hall with uh, uh, my buddy Tyler from Nashville Urban Winery. My friend Abby that works for another wine company. And then, uh, who was, where did I have lunch Monday at? Uh, I can't remember. Oh, and then yesterday, I, uh, let's see, Monday. Oh, Monday uh, was with um, my buddy Carlin. Due to this starting to fresh, he's, uh, he, he's uh, starting to sell fresh seafood, uh, starting to sell fresh uh, oysters, shrimp, and crawfish right out of the Gulf or in uh, a farm that him and his brother raised fresh crawfish down in New Orleans. At the, the the Indian buffet, sitar, which isn't bad. It's all kind of ambiguous food, like most ethnic shit, and it's a bit Americanized, but it wasn't bad. And today, I'm meeting with my buddy Chris Chamberlain and uh, David Wicker. We're meeting over at Silver Sands, over in the Nation. No, not the Nation. Hope Gardens. Yes, that's what we're doing. It's called Hope Gardens. Um, today, and apparently it's ne- Chicken Neck Thursday. So excited about that. Hope everybody has a good week. If you could, tell a friend about this show if you enjoy it or share it. It would be much appreciated from your old pal, Neil. Uh, I haven't broke over 100 downloads per episode yet. We're getting close, folks. Pretty excited. For windshield time, the only show recorded. I was watching a show the other day on LinkedIn. This dude records in the cockpit of an airplane at 25,000 feet. I'm just in awe. I'm just trying to keep this Camry on the road. This dude's flying in the plane, and you can see people in the back of this private jet. It's kind of ridiculous. So that's all I got. Windshield time. Y'all have a good week. Good weekend.